Hi everyone, my name is Kate and Bree, and you're listening to Artwise. Hello, ev- oh my goodness, <laughs> my cat, what are you doing? Sorry, my my cat is hunting something on my desk. But it's not anything alive. She's hunting a cord. It's not alive, bud. Oh my goodness. Okay. Sorry about that. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Artwise, the podcast where we talk about art stuff. So today with me, I have Bree. Hi, Bree. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit further before my cat ruins the rest of the episode? Hi, my name's Bree. Well, Brianne Valentino, I am a photographer, an abstract painter, and I love art. <laughs> That's awesome. I I like to hope that like every guest that comes on here loves art, but like I feel like some of them don't. Or no, no, no. The people that end up on the podcast always love art. It's the people who apply sometimes like I wish I you know what I kind of want to make like an episode where I just go through the applications like anonymously but like some of them are just so funny like they have nothing to do with art (laughs) do it I think that would be entertaining (laughs) yes so let's get into like your interview style questions I'm super excited (laughs) for this episode I just wrote your questions this morning and I'm I'm stoked so to start off why don't you just talk a little bit about like your artist origin story like how did you begin your your art journey was becoming an artist something that you've always wanted to do or was it something that you learned about yourself later on so the funny thing is my aunt gave me a camera when I was around 10 years old for my birthday the one year and then I literally from there I just was so into photography. I also found this American Girl doll book from when I was like eight years old and apparently I also wrote in there that I wanted to be an artist which I I didn't even know until like maybe six months ago. (laughs) So my artist journey started from a very young age. Photography wise, I got that camera and then I gradually went from point and shoot, upgraded into the DSLRs. And then I took photography classes in high school. And then I really loved it. I literally lived in the dark room. So I was like, let me major in it in college. So then I went to college for photography. That's awesome. I wish my high school had a dark room. They did not. And it was so we had a room that was designated to be a dark room, but like they didn't use it as that. And I don't know. Like they didn't really give us a reason other than like, oh, well, pictures are like digital now. <laughs> like that was their reason. So I feel like I really got like, like gypped on that whole like experience of like getting to like actually develop like photos like in the physical (laughs) sense yeah no that's that's super awesome that you got to experience experience that yeah I was very excited just from like the beginning of like learning the whole process and doing the film and like 
at my high school, they always like joked around saying that like you went in the closet to do the film. Cause like there was just this random room that I guess could have been like a type of closet in there. <laughs> so like that was like the running joke in high school. Oh, you're going in the closet to do your film. I'm like, hey. <laughs> Ours like I don't even I wish I could describe to you. We had like a designated it was kind of like a closet, but not really, because there was like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, there was like, I don't even know like how to word this, okay? But like, imagine like a dresser, but on top of the dresser, like people used it as like desk spaces to like hold their art and stuff and once you were like a junior or a senior or like once you had taken a certain amount of art classes you would just leave stuff in these little cubbies but it was actually meant to be like a dark room and like you were meant to like hang stuff up over these like dresser things that were like yeah it was really it it was you could tell it was at one point probably well no because my school wasn't even that old it was built to be a dark room they just never used it like that but yeah it was i don't i wish i could like draw a picture because i'm not good at describing things but like it's like imagine like a desk or not a desk a dresser type thing that were used as desks really uncomfortable by the way because we had to sit on stools because they were high up and you couldn't like tuck your legs under any anything so you had to lean forward and then like everyone got assigned one like every year mm-hmm. but like it was only the upper cl- it was it was interesting that was like a the highlight of like my whole high school career though because like that was always the goal was to like get into the closet (laughs) but there was no door which is another reason I'm like how would they have made this a dark I guess they could have hung up like a curtain or something but there was no door but it was like it was like a closet without a door that's so weird like you would definitely need a door because then that's just gonna ruin your film (laughs) yeah I honestly utilize it as that like you need it to be like closed off like yeah I think I think what they probably would have done and see, it wasn't even the photography classroom. It was the art. It was the art room, but also like, I don't know. I took, I took, I took photography. They changed the name of it once I started taking it to digital art imaging because it's not really a photography class if you don't have the dark room. But that was like a separate classroom, and then like the studio art and three D art oh. room had like this closet that was like meant to be a dark room it was weird once we stop recording I will have to go through my old photos and send you a picture of this room because I am not doing it justice by describing it (laughs) yeah I will definitely um have to show you because and maybe you know what maybe I'll post like some pictures on I'm I'm like trying to revamp the podcast Instagram a little bit and none of my business Instagram accounts have highlights. And I, I like applied for this like audit of my business. Like, you know how you can pay somebody to go through and be like, this is like what you're missing. They were like, you have no highlights. And I was like, I don't like that's So why don't I do that? <laughs> so I'm like trying to work on that. So maybe I will add like a highlight to the podcast Instagram. That's like, things that I've talked about 
and poorly described on the podcast. <laughs> and then maybe everyone can <laughs> see what I'm talking about. Because I definitely have pictures like in that room because mm-hmm. I spent literally all my time in that room. So anyway, on that same note, I'm curious. I know you talked about photography already, but mm-hmm. ab- abstract painting, like how did you get into that? And what does what your experience with that look like? All right, so I started painting like a little bit my senior year in college. I didn't take any like college painting courses at all. So from there, I was like, I just started messing with it a little bit. And then I like stopped after graduation for like a few years or whatever. And then I went back to it just Because, like, I enjoy painting on, like, canvases. Like, it's more three-dimensional than, like, a a photograph, too. And I really started painting once my family got sick in 2019. That's when I really started getting serious about it. So my aunt and my grandma were both sick that year. So I literally just used painting as, like, an outlet for my emotions and that's that's really how I started getting more into it. And then I really loved it. So then I invested in a painting course. And then from there, I just kept getting more into it. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm sorry you had to go through that. But art is a great, is really a great outlet. We have so many like past episodes about just people telling their stories of like how they've used art as like not only an outlet, but like a a form of like expression and just like an emotional outlet. So that's really good. I am curious to like know like what what kind of abstract art did you get into? Were you just kind of experimenting with like all all of it or um, like what did you learn in, in like the classes that you took? So the classes really went over like color theory. Mm-hmm. And, like, doing, like, layering and, like, different types of techniques with that. And then when I first started painting, it was literally just, like, me layering to mm-hmm. make, like, 3D. Okay. Type of work. I feel like you'd have to see it to Yeah. It. Like, blobs type of work. Yeah, we we just had, as of the time of recording this, this was the most recent episode to have come out, but we just had Erica Helder on and she does abstract ink stuff. And I really think you should check it out. Her stuff is really, really cool. She, I wish, I wish I could show you. I wish there was a good way for me to show you her work, but I'll look her up. Yeah, she she does some really, really cool abstract, not painting. Well, I don't know how to describe what she does. It's ink. It's ink. (laughs) But it's really, really cool. And I don't know how she does it. She she just posted a TikTok not too long ago, too, about like how she started. And it's it's just crazy. I I love abstract artists too. I haven't really done too much abstract art myself. I think it would benefit me heavily to to try and start it because like you said, I feel like with abstract art and like there's not really a, a goal to make it look like mm-hmm. anything it's really a good like 
emotional outlet and you can also take inspiration from other things. So I, I really, I really want to try doing that. Go for it. As long as you have enough values in the work, you're, yeah. it's, you're good. Yeah. I always like, I don't know. I, I always think like when people talk about abstract work, I always think about Jackson Pollock and his <laughs> wife and I'm just like, man, I don't know. I just feel like I would overthink it because it's like and something I think about art that not a lot of people talk about is like making things simple like it's so like people don't talk about how hard that is it's hard to turn your brain off you're like but it could use a little this oh a little that yeah and just like go you know so yeah but I was we talked actually a little bit before we started recording about your experience of going to college for art, for you said photography. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, what what was your experience like going to college for photography? So, I ended up going to community college first, right out of high school. I had a better experience there than I did at my four year. Wow. I I did too. I went to community college right out of high, well, not right out of high school. I took a semester off and I knew I wanted to go, I wanted to go to art school, but it was too mm-hmm. expensive. So I did community college to save money. And Oh yeah. It's the teachers at community. I felt like they actually like gave a shit about you. Yeah. And then teachers at my four year, no matter what you did, oh, this is shit. Oh, this is garbage. Oh, this sucks. This isn't good enough to hang in the gallery. Like, they would just constantly just down you, you know? it's It was like nothing was ever good enough for them. Oh, go reshoot this. Oh, go reshoot that. It's like, I, and I commuted to my four-year. How far? An hour. Oh, my gosh. That is far. So then they're like, I'll go redo this. Go redo that. It's like, I don't live right around the block. Like, <laughs> hello. <laughs> I drive an hour. People would, will be like, you drive an hour? They would look at me like I'm nuts all the time. You drive an hour? Everything's an hour from my house. I can't help it. Yeah, and- no. I mean, like, what did, I'm assuming they had dorms. Did they just expect you to, like, pay for that? Like, those are so expensive for no good reason. They're like, oh, $40,000 a year to live in a closet. <laughs> like. I I don't believe in dorming or any of that. It's no, just I don't either. More money to pay back. Exactly. It's a scam. It is. It really is a scam. Like, I could understand maybe going to college, getting associates otherwise. I'm learning more on my own or working at other jobs than I did in in college. It's not worth it. Yeah, that's something I wholeheartedly agree with is like world experience is just it's so much better and more valuable. I did the same thing. And I thought I was I thought I was going to get my bachelor's too. And I kept like for years after I got my associate's degree, because I I did dual enrollment in like a bunch of AP classes in high school. So when I was a community college, I was already almost done. I only I was only there for a year. And I did all of it online because I had to work full time just to pay for it because I couldn't I didn't qualify for loans. So like when I applied for for FAFSA, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like, "Oh no!" And so I I was just like, "Oh, okay." Like 
cool. And so I went to community college and I was thinking, oh, well, this is supposed to be cheap. And it like wasn't cheap. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll like work two jobs. So I had a full time job. I was a graphic designer at a custom T-shirt shop. And I worked as a cashier at Cost Plus World Market. And I were I learned more at my job at the custom t-shirt shop, like more valuable information than I ever did in college. I mean, I did go like I had to go online because I didn't I didn't really have a choice to go in person because I was working so much just to pay for it. And then after I graduated, I thought, oh, okay, like two years at a university, that won't be bad. And then I went and I had a meeting with like the financial advisor and they were like, oh, it's going to be at least 60000 And I was like, 60000 And they were like, yeah, not bad at all. And I was like, not bad at all. That's yeah. like, I... what? And at the time, so after I finished my associate's degree, I, ha- I had gotten a corporate job at like a relatively large company and I was doing graphic design for like the big names. And I wasn't making, like it took me two years to make that. And like, I had rent, I had bills, like I, you know, I had all these other things. So I am like, I, I'm a hundred percent here for the, uh, the college slander that goes on on this podcast. I think it's like such a waste of time. It is. It's, I feel like they almost brainwashed our generation to go to college. Like when you're in high school, that's all you hear. Go to college, you'll get a good job. Go to college, get a good job. Okay, 30000 a year isn't, like, anything. Like, how do you start everyone in the arts fields that low? I don't get that either. Yeah. Like, we also have to eat. We have to buy clothes. We have to go on vacations for our mental health. Like, you want to afford things, you know? Yeah. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think it's such a scam, don't, like if I get started on this tangent, you all you'll get me talking about how capitalism has just like ruined like the oh. entire country because everything yes. is a scam for other people to make money. Like yes. everything is everything. Yes. Like, this is not even related to art, but like our food is poison so that we get yes. sick and we go to the hospital and we spend hundreds of Mm-hmm. people are gonna get mad at me for that one but I don't care like it, it needs to be said like I agree with you a hundred percent I just came home from Iceland my skin cleared right up over there I come back now I'm starting to break out again you think it's from like the food over there because other countries like it was so clean over there yeah. the bathrooms just and I've never been to Europe yet it's just such a different standard for everything compared to here it's just like, why? Yes. No, the United States. <laughs> I'm going to get myself flagged. By- <laughs> I don't care. It's true, though. It's like really a problem. Like there yeah. are so many other places where like, for example, as of recording this, Hurricane Ian just hit me. At, well, barely. Thankfully, I, so I, I, a lot of you guys who regularly listen to the podcast know that I live in Tampa, Florida. It was supposed to hit us directly. And then right before it hit, it turned and it hit Fort Myers, Florida, which uh, like that, I just, it just completely destroyed. Like it, that had to be one of the worst hurricanes like ever. Like Fort Myers is completely like torn apart. Not good. I saw yeah. Fort 
It was like, yikes. It was really bad. I had friends in Orlando who go to school in Orlando, Florida, that had to get rescued by the Coast Guard because their apartment flooded to the ceiling and they were stuck outside, like swimming in the flood. It was horrible. Like, it was really bad. Fortunately, like, I ended up actually being in a really good spot for it. But if it had hit the way that they first projected, like, I don't even know if I'd be able to be recording right now. But since that had just happened, I forgot where I was going with the whole hurricane thing. Why did I bring that up? Oh, my God. No, because we were talking about how everything's a ripoff. Yeah. I was going to tie that into something, but I don't remember what it was. I promise it made sense. They just leave us to the birds. Like, oh, everything got destroyed. Oh, well, like, was that? No, I I wish it was that. Oh, it was about the water. Okay, so I have something to say. (laughs) So when Hurricane Ian was about to hit, obviously, everyone in Florida was, you know, we know the drill. Hurricanes hit us every year. Usually they're not that big, but we always get hit with huge storms. It's just a Florida thing. We live in a swamp. Like the whole state is a swamp. So everybody in Florida was buying all the water. Like, you know, it happened, you know, during COVID. I'm sure it happens during other like emergency weather in other places. No matter what it is, people will buy the essentials. They'll buy water and stuff. And somebody was like going to all the grocery stores and being like, Floridians would rather die than drink Dasani water because it was the only thing left on the shelves. And I made a TikTok about it because I was like, I'm not drinking Dasani water. I'm not drinking it. I don't care if it's last thing on the shelves. It's illegal in other countries mm-hmm. for being like poison. Like I'm not going to drink it. Like, oh, it was a whole yeah, thing. I saw that TikTok. I was like, yes, yes. Yeah, no, I like it depends, though, because, like, if I'm at, like, a theme park and it's all they have, then, like, I'll get Dasani water. I'm not buying a case of Dasani water. Like, no, that's geez, just... That's a lot. That's too lot. much. That's too much. Yeah. No, I would not... Much. I wouldn't make my worst enemy drink Dasani water because it's, like, everything is so, such a scam that, like... And everyone knows, too. That's what the worst part is, is everybody goes to the grocery store and they buy all the water except for Dasani. <laughs> It's kind of hilarious. But that being said, the next question I had, which I guess we kind of already answered it was, do you think art school is necessary for success? I feel like we already answered that. I don't. Why do you think it's not necessary? I think you can spend a lot less money and really look into like good courses from like if you're into painting from like good painters, you know, and learn like that. Yes. Yeah. If I'm assuming most of the people that listen to this podcast are on TikTok, but I know a lot of you guys have found me from really weird places. But if you are TikTok, yeah, Yeah. I think the uh, most of the guests find me through TikTok. But a lot of people who are listening are like, "Oh, I I found you from Google Podcasts," and I'm like, "That's a thing." (laughs) But no, I through social media have like found and taken so many courses from like people like not unlike you or me who are just like oh I'm really like you know I've been doing photography for a few years and I think I got it figured out I'm gonna teach a course on how to get you know clients for wedding photography Mm -hmm. and like or like I've seen people you know I'm I'm working on an Adobe Illustrator course because I 
you know, it's all I've ever used and I've gotten really, really fast at it. Uh, And like, those are the people that I think is like, it's worth investing because like they are, first of all, you're supporting a small business. Secondly, you're learning from somebody who's doing the thing, like no matter what you want to do. Huh? They're doing it every day. Yes. What they're talking about. Yes. And you can niche down like when you go to college it'll they'll just be like photography one photography two like uh-huh. i don't know they they get a little bit more specific than that but like you can niche down to the point where like you can find somebody who illustrates like like for example i've talked about her on this podcast before but kaz from cuttlefish academy specifically mm-hmm. teaches about children's books and she has like courses that are so specific for such specific things and it's so affordable compared to traditional college and I would much rather take it like if if that was my goal right now if I was like okay that's my next like big project I'm gonna illustrate and write a children's book I would 100% go to her before I said I think I should get a studio art degree like you know I feel like says like we are like we're brainwashed into thinking that that's the thing like that's the only way and there are better ways but nobody talks about it because they want our money colleges want our money (laughs) it's just another business transaction they could give a shit less about you exactly number to them oh i'm with you for two years okay see you later bye-bye like yeah don't they don't care it's something. It's something. It is. It's like, I'm paying your salary, dude. Like, you better help me out. Like, no. I, and you know, I've had like a few really good college, prof- and I only went to community college. I had a few really good ones. I had ones that I literally hated too. Mm-hmm. I, like, Same. I, like, they just clearly don't care. I remember I worked so hard on this one project and I got like, such a low grade on it It was like a d it was like a like a 68 or something Mm -hmm. and i'm and i emailed the professor and i was like hey is this a mistake because like i spent like weeks on this and he was like no it just wasn't good (laughs) i was like what well can you like give me a little bit more than that like what do i need to improve and i think it was for like a public speaking class and he was like you were looking at your notes too much just don't even use notes next time and i kid you not the next speech we had to turn in i didn't write a speech at all i just like made stuff up 100 percent. i was like okay i guess i won't do any work ever again and i'll just pretend like i'm a good public speaker and like, if, if you give me time to write something, I'll write something good. But apparently the fact that I like occasionally had to glance down at my my little index cards was an issue. So I completely like just after that point, I was just like, I'm just doing stuff on the fly. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I don't know. Yeah, no, I remember too. I don't remember what the first speech was even about, but the second speech I had to do it was like we had to explain like how to do something. Like we had to teach somebody how to do something in the speech. And I was like, oh, well, I work at a custom t-shirt shop. I'll just do like how to print a shirt. And so I was like, here's how you print a shirt. And I just like printed a shirt and explained what I was doing while I was printing the shirt. And he was like, 100% beautiful. And I was like, I'll never write anything down again. I'll just make stuff up. I'll do it my whole life. I don't care. <laughs> like, Yeah. But I hated that guy because he was really mean. <laughs> yeah, no, I've oh, my photo professor from my four year. No matter what I did, that guy was just like, nope, nope, nope. I'm like, 
Like, why? It's not like it's that bad, dude. Like, okay, I get a warning, but like. What's worse about that is like art is so subjective. Like, who are you to say that this is not good enough? Like, what's wrong with it? Like, unless you can give like an actual critique instead of just like start over, like what? I don't know. That makes me mad. <laughs> it's just like I don't know. Even just like I don't know. I think all like just education in general since I'm a substitute teacher too and I've been doing that since I've been in college as well. I think it, the whole education system just needs a complete restructure. Yeah. Even I'm- everything like that I learned at in university like it's all outdated art theory like all this different it's like it's outdated dude why are we doing this we should be focusing on marketing ourselves yeah learning how to register a business like learning that kind of stuff they don't teach you that and honestly like as I've kind of started my own business myself and I just started like this podcast has been around for a couple years but my business is like I really didn't start taking it seriously until like May of this year of 2022. There is just so much business and marketing and social media and content creation. And there are so taxes. Don't even get me started. I screw that up every year before I I even started my business. Like there is so much Mm -hmm. important information that's like necessary if this is the path that you want to take that you just won't get from school. Exactly. Yeah. Like I literally just registered my business in February and like you just said, trying to figure out the taxes, just like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. (laughs) Exactly. Like right now I'm a sole proprietorship and I... (laughs) It's like, that was the free thing, right? I haven't made any money yet. I'm still building. So it's like, I hope that's fine. I don't know. I'm like, so, you know, it's, it's like, and that's part of the reason I made this podcast too, is because there's just so much information and like, it, it's just crazy. It's crazy to me. Um, <laughs> But that that being said, after college, after school, what what was your experience like post graduation? Like, how did you decide to proceed after you finish your degree? So I like went to the career center people, and then they helped me make a resume. And then I always feel like they never know what to do with the people in like visual arts either. <laughs> so then I like you know, oh, this is how you apply to jobs. So then I went on like Indeed and then I just started to apply to like a bunch of photo jobs. And then I got hired as a photography editor and uh, album designer Hmm. for this local Jewish photographer. And then I worked there for a little over a year and then I ended up getting laid off from there. And then... Basically, I literally have just been like running around like a little chicken with my head cut off, figuring out, (laughs) taking different jobs. Oh, I don't like doing this. Okay, whatever. Oh, this doesn't make me enough money. All right, that's out. Like, to be brutally honest. (laughs) No, like that. I feel the exact same way. (laughs) Like, 
okay, I was in automotive photography the past two years. There's no money in that. They don't give you raises. I'm not sticking around. Oh, my god! That's out. I worked in a day camp the one summer, too. I worked for the local zipline company by me, too. That job was fun. I missed that job. But, I mean, that's, like, just jobs you do while you're in college, too. Yeah. And something... See, and I was just talking to somebody, and I think it was the comment section on my own video. Someone was saying, like, you know, so I, for reference, like, I very much relate to, like, everything that you're saying. Like, I did the same thing. I did the same thing. I didn't finish my bachelor's, but the reason I didn't finish my bachelor's is because I already had the job that I would go get my bachelor's for. Like I was working a corporate graphic design job at a big company and I worked there for three years and I knew I hated it the whole time. And I was like, no, this is what I wanted. This is what I wanted the whole time. Like, I'm so like, you got to be grateful. I like was just so in denial about how much I fucking hated it. I hated it so much. And so I, quit recently but I didn't have like a plan I just kind of yeah. like like it's like like I did have a plan but I also didn't like I was working with a business mentor and I you know and I like I was trying to like teach myself through other people on TikTok and like doing what I said earlier like taking the courses and all that mm-hmm. and like I did have like my business in place but like it wasn't making money yet but I also the three years I was there, I knew I hated it. And I was like, subconsciously, like I was saving money. I was investing. Like I, I acquired, like I have a big cushion for like figuring things out, but like, mm-hmm. I, you know, like it's, it really like trial and error. Like you can't be afraid to like, not like something. You can't be afraid to fail. You can't be afraid mm-hmm. to do exactly what we're doing. Like, it's just part of it. You know, like exactly. running around like a crazy person. Yep. Because <laughs> one day you're going to do a thing and you're going to think it's crazy. And then you're going to be like, oh, I really like this and I'm making tons of money. What? And then it'll just stick. I'm just throwing stuff out the wall until it's. Yeah. That is literally what I've been doing, even with vendor shows. I probably invested probably close to $1,000 in vendor shows and the past two ones I did not do good at and I was just like then I'm like trying not to beat myself up I'm like it'll come when it's ready to come I wish it was now but sometimes it's not you know (laughs) oh my gosh tomorrow on Tuesday so we're recording this October 3rd tomorrow on the 4th the episode that comes out is about vendor shows so anybody who's interested in like doing vendor shows, I recommend you listen to it because Ariel was the guest for that. And yeah, it's like <laughs> so much knowledge I don't have. So I recommend it to anybody who's interested in vending because it was very like it was jam packed full of information that I would not have been able to provide myself. So I definitely recommend it to anybody who's looking to make their vendor shows better because there was a lot of stuff that I was like, I would not have even thought of that. Like, I don't know, like what you've invested in so far, but like we were, we were talking like tents and like, like lamps and like 
I don't know, all kinds. Like, I don't even remember. I just edited the episode today and I'm like, still like, it's like a lot of information. It's a good episode, yeah. but yeah, no. I definitely got to check that out though. Like I'm, I bought all these grid walls and then now I'm just like, I don't even know if I want to like display it like that anymore. I <laughs> usually like, I tell myself like I got to give it like at least a couple of months before I decide if I really don't like it. Cause I also have this thing where everything new, I kind of don't like, I don't like change. <laughs> so it's hard for me to say like, Oh, I hate this until it's been at least a few months. And then once it's been two or three months and if I still hate it and I'm like, okay, maybe I try something else, but yeah, I, it's like it's tough trying to figure it out and like nobody in colleges help you it's just like you're done there you go like it's I don't know I feel like they need to be more like welcoming and like you know even trying to get into galleries now I want to get into that too you know I don't know know what the hell I'm doing (laughs) like yeah it's just like shooting an email, you know, and then it's like, but I feel like in person would be better. I, but- yeah, I've heard people do both. I had a, I had a friend, she was on the podcast, mm-hmm. Shy's Art Studio, old episode, like oh, one God. of the first ones, like from years ago. No, she got into a gallery like locally. I I don't know if she went in or what, but she told me to email or call if I wanted to and I never did because I never really got into galleries and stuff. I don't know. I I think a lot of it is just meeting the right people. And that's like why I advocate so hard for social media because like just reaching out, applying to be on a podcast, sending a message to somebody like you never know who's who you're going to meet. You never know who's going to listen to this podcast because like, yeah, yeah, we have like a set audience every week, but episodes like, like they vary in uh, like what you talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's like, obviously like we have an audience, right? It's like the same group of people who listen to every episode. I love you guys, by the way. And then we also have like people who just pop in for like very specific things. Like I know a couple of people who have gotten like work from the podcast because somebody, I don't know. I mean, Google search bar, like exactly what the episode title was. Cause that's what they were looking for. And then found a guest that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you never know, like when you, when you put yourself out there on the internet and you make yourself easy to find, I feel like that's the, that's the best way. Cause then you are like a magnet to what kind of opportunities are best for you and what you want. And like, I'm still figuring that out myself. Trust me. Like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes people come on the podcast and they're like, you're a pro. And I'm like, I'm, I just, I made this for fun when I was 20. <laughs> yeah, I know. I listen to like all, I I mean, I have more to watch of your podcast too, but like I, I was doing pretty good because I would listen to it as I was, I would paint in the morning. Oh, well, I appreciate it. I I, listen to you. (laughs) I don't know if I know anybody who's listened to every single episode other than me (laughs) because I I edit them. But like, no, Mm -hmm. I yeah, no, I'm I'm really glad that that 
to like start having guests who've actually listened to the podcast because there's definitely a lot of guests in the past who were like no i haven't listened to it i don't know like what how does it how does it go so it's like uh, it's really cool honestly <laughs> yeah no i enjoy it it's thank it's you nice to hear like that i'm not the only one riding the struggle bus with like figuring it out like it makes me feel better <laughs> Yeah, I know. I and that's like another reason. And maybe you should start a podcast. I'm not gonna give you more things to do. (laughs) But like, I'm excited to like, in a few years when like the success does like come, and I'm actually getting my footing in my business. And like, I'm successful. And like, my struggle period that I'm in right now is over. I'm so excited to like come back and listen to old episodes and be like, Oh my God, I can't believe like that's how it was. And now I'm here. And like, I wish I could go back in time and just be like, it's not going to be like that forever. Cause like, I know that's how it's going to be. And I have to keep telling myself that, or there's no reason for any of this, but yeah, it's definitely at any way that you can like journal or document, like what, what you're going through. It's always so cool to like go back and see like the progress and just like make you know I've been like trying to do the manifestation stuff too yes I'm like I just had oh my god I have a tip for you I'm trying this myself right now I will have to come back on as editing Caitlin at some point and let you guys know if this worked but my friend my dear friend I'm going to give her a shout out because she deserves it. She is a like mindset coach. Her name is Katie and her business is Yellow Alchemist. Okay. And I did her two programs that she right now, as of right now, she has two levels to her program. It's like a 31 day program. She does like, um, AM and PM check-ins and every morning you get a journal prompt and a task that you have to do. And it's 31 days. It's very like heavy. Like you really have to be committed, but like it Mm -hmm. works wonders. And she is like the manifesting queen. Like she is the biggest magnet like I've ever seen in my whole life. And so I was talking to her the other day because she manifested this job for herself. She gets to travel full time and like Mm -hmm. everything paid for. So it's like exactly like what she was trying to manifest like tenfold. And she's making such good money. And I just like, I was like, this person is someone who can teach me how to manifest. And so I was talking to her literally last night and I was like, how did you get to this point? (laughs) Because... Mm -hmm. uh, I want that to be me too. Like, take me with you. And she was just like, you got to start small. Like I used to manifest like a chai latte, like someone would give me a chai latte. And I was like, genius. So currently I'm manifesting a a green smoothie from a specific local coffee place that's local to me. And I think I'm also going to manifest a bagel because I want a bagel right now. And so I'll let you know if in the next couple days somebody brings me a smoothie or a bagel. But she said start with like really small, like attainable things that like randomly could happen. I love that advice. (laughs) And I'm excited to try it because she also through her program, not to spoil it for anybody, but one of the like tasks that she gave us was like, Think of an animal and think of a color. Okay, I want you to do this too because I want to see if it works out for you. Animal color. Orange and a dog. Orange dog. So like by the end of the day today, 
you are gonna see an orange dog write it down whatever you're gonna see an orange dog and then when you see the orange dog it worked that's all you need like that it worked and i was like kind of laughing when she gave me this task because i was like okay pink giraffe <laughs> and i opened my phone and the first video on my tiktok not even like it was this was like 10 minutes later after i had just written it down pink giraffe an artist that I really like just painted a pink giraffe. And I was like, <gasps> that was really fast. <laughs> That's insane. That's cool though. Yeah. I like, I implore anybody who's interested in, in manifesting or anything like that to like try those little exercises because just seeing like how quickly it happens, you're like, oh my God, am I magic? I'm powerful. <laughs> like it's just instant confidence booster it's crazy another thing that i'll do too is if i need like guidance or if i'm trying to make a decision like all like either like an art decision like a career related decision i'll be like okay if i'm doing this i want to see a rainbow and if i'm doing this i want to see like a yellow smiley face or like a snowflake or like i'll pick different things usually rainbow is for yes and then i'll pick something for no because i haven't really found yeah. anything that i like but mm -hmm. Is so fast. It's so it happens so fast every time, every time. So I anybody listening to this, if you ever are like, oh, I don't know what to do, be like, okay, show me, you know, a purple car or like just pick something weird and random that you don't see every day, but like it could come to you, like it, you could see it, but like it's not the norm, and then you'll know when you see it, and you'll know immediately. You'll go, oh, that's what I asked for. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta do that. It, it <laughs> works. It works. Trust me. And I need you. Gotta you have my you have my phone number. You have my phone number. It's in my email signature. You have it. You gotta text me, and you have to say, "Oh my God, Kate, I saw the orange dog." <laughs> yes, I'm totally gonna do it. Like, yes, I, I just, I don't know. I like it's so weird. It's like I know the kind of life that I want too like I love traveling like that's a real big thing that I love like I could live out of a suitcase so like if I could do that with my photography and then release like limited series that I made wherever I am like paintings or whatever you know yes I just knowing what you want is half the battle honestly mm -hmm. it's more than half I'm at a point where I I have surrendered <laughs> I'm just like you know I don't know I don't know what I want and I like the more I try to figure it out the less I feel like I know so I'm just like I am just gonna exist for a little bit and surrender and see if I can magnet things to me that I like mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. knowing is more than I would argue more than more than half the battle is like knowing exactly what you want to do. So the the whole manifesting thing, I have a feeling that you're going to pick it up really mm -hmm. quick. And it's just gonna like once you start and you put in the work, it's like instantaneous, like it's awesome. So I'm excited. And I can't wait to hear how it goes. So oh my god, we only have 10 minutes left. How did that happen? Okay, well, I really wanted to ask you about like business related stuff. Um, hey, go ahead. I just wanted to, that was like supposed to be the big episode topic. And we didn't even get mm -hmm. to it. We'll have to do a part two at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, down. 
I'll be in touch with you about that for sure. So, but I did want to ask, like, what what do you think are some different routes that you would recommend for like artists, photographers, whoever wanting to start their own business? Like, what are some things that you've tried that like work for, you know, like what? (laughs) Well, I feel like actually officially registering your business is like a big step. Oh, yeah. First of all. Because, like, I've been shooting for over, like, 10 years at this point. Like, I never I, – I I don't know. I, like, never took it so serious until, like, this past year. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why why wait? Like, if that's what you know that you want to do, rip the Band-Aid off. I, I ripped my Band-Aid off. Physically register your business first and – Honestly, I am just taking all different types of clientele right now to really figure out what I truly want to specialize in. Like right now, I have a wedding next month. So (laughs) I was so excited. (laughs) And I can't wait to shoot that. And you literally just have to keep trying different types of, you know, photography, If you want to get into painting, maybe trying landscapes. If you normally do abstract, like you're not going to truly know what exactly you want to do unless you just keep messing around with different types and just talking to all different people. I've been trying to go to networking events too. Yeah, in-person ones. Yeah. You'd be surprised like how how many of those there are. I I just moved mm-hmm. a couple months ago and like not even a mile from my house there is like a shared office space and every the first Friday of every month they have an event called First Fridays and you can go and you bring a business card and you can enter it in a raffle and you can win stuff. <laughs> That's cool. I know. I'm like maybe I should I'm like not making any money right now. I'm like I should rent an office space. No. <laughs> Maybe in the future, but like, it's so cool. And that's too, like when you first start and it's just like, I have so much bookkeeping to do too. I'm just like, I don't want to see it come up negative on my end with like all the money, but I'm just like, I'm just starting. Like my accountant said it takes up to two years to not be in the negative, you know? Yeah, I'm definitely, oh my God. It's like, I don't even want to bring up how much money I've made since I, I, you know, and oh, that's another thing too, that I wanted to bring up registering your business. If you're listening to this and you're over 18, get an EIN number, a tax ID number. It's free. There is a sole proprietorship. If you use your own name, which my business is technically my name, it's Kate Merriman Art. It's free. Like you just make sure you're on the right website because some websites will try to charge you. You don't need to pay for that. And it's so easy. Mm. If you, yes. Oh my God. I'm sorry. You're good. Now that you're talking about all that too. They also don't tell you when you register your business that you're going to get all these scams in the mail. Yeah. You got to make sure too. Like if, because I haven't had that, but I also, I was very fortunate to have like a lot of friends who also own businesses. And my friend was telling me, she was like, Kate, if it prompts you to pay, it's not the IRS website. Go to the IRS website. Mm -hmm. And if you just like, I don't even have, so 
I don't know what like you have for for your business. A lot of people get an LLC. I was yep. watching a video on on TikTok earlier and if you have an LLC, you pay like more in taxes or something. Like you need to get like an like an additional thing so that you don't have to pay like extra tax extra taxes on like your income. Call I think he called it like an S corp corp or something. You can still fix it. It's just like I don't know. And like, I don't have any employees and it's just me right now. So I'm not worried about registering for an LLC until I'm like, actually like it's a concern that I need like limited liability. So I'm not like, I'm not going to be worried about that for, you know, until I decide to start worrying about it. But yeah, no, it is free to go on the IRS website, the federal government site and then if you do it during business hours during the week and you go and you say okay I want a sole proprietorship and I need an EIN number there's literally a form you fill out and if you click that you don't want it mailed to you like you don't want it like mailed they will literally give it to you immediately like you don't even have to wait for it and then you have it and then you can immediately go on Novo or any other bank and you can register for a business bank account. And then you are good to go at that point. You have like, you can separate your finances for your business. Like I, I wholeheartedly agree. Like, and I think that registering your business too, it really is like a confidence booster. You feel official. You're like, Oh, I own a business. (laughs) It is. I just wish that someone told me about those, all those scam things. Cause I, I freaking did one. I lost like $150 and I was like, God damn it. And then I, they keep sending me them now. I'm like, I'm not doing it anymore. I realized it. Like, no, yeah, you do. You just be careful. Like, I've definitely, I've done that a handful of times. It, it's, you got to just be careful. But if you, mm-hmm. if you, Make sure that like, I think that honestly, the best thing that you can do for yourself if you are looking to start start a business is either just like do exactly as I say, like go yeah. on the IRS website and be very cautious of any emails that you get after or anything. Yeah. And, you know, you can either do that or I would recommend hiring a business mentor if you are really starting to like get serious because there is so much that's like beyond what I can say (laughs) personally just because like I feel like I'm very new but it it really it's so worth it to hire somebody who is doing the thing that you want to be doing like and that's another thing too don't take advice from people who aren't doing the thing because they're not doing the thing you got to take advice from the people that are doing like, don't take life advice from somebody who has a life that you don't want. You know what I mean? Like, I would never take life advice from somebody who, I don't know, I don't want to offend anybody, but like, I just have a very specific way that I want to live my life. Like, I want to be like, like a business owner and I want to like, <laughs> own a business. And like, <laughs> I don't know how. Yes. <laughs> like, that's what I want for myself. I don't want, like, I don't really want anything else for myself. So like, if I have like people in my life who don't have that life who are giving me ad- advice, I'm not going to take advice from somebody who isn't living the kind of life that I want to be living. <laughs> exactly. And like, 
even like your family members too and all that, they always, well, my, I'm Italian. My family is very opinionated. So like no matter what I do, it's always an opinion every two seconds. It's like, but you're not living the life that I want to live. So yeah. like, yeah. And that's like, another thing too. Like when you know what you want, like that is such a gift. Most people don't even like just by listening to this podcast, I feel like everybody who's listening to this episode specifically, like, you know what you want. Even if you feel like you don't know, mm-hmm. what you want, like you have a general direction to go in. There are so many people in the world who they don't know what they want at all. They like don't even know that they love art. Like if you know that you like mm-hmm. something, just go for it. Mm-hmm. Like it's your life. It's nobody else's. <laughs> so exactly. just go for it. Don't take advice from people who don't who you know if you want to be an artist don't take advice from people who aren't artists especially Mm -hmm. strangers on the internet i had to learn that one the hard way (laughs) people can be so nasty it's just like why like yeah that's a them problem too that's something i also like i i feel like i've been learning recently too is like when people are nasty to you and they tell you that you can't do something it says more about their own limiting beliefs than it says about you and that just needs to be ignored completely oh yeah it's you just I don't know you just can't listen to just everybody with Mm -hmm. your business either because then that's gonna drive you nuts yeah if you get those ads too on like your social media oh hire me I know how to make you know this much money as an artist like there's like a million of those people out there and then you, you know, you could drive yourself crazy and sign up for all their newsletters. It's like, you have to limit your, how many different opinions you get too. Cause then that drives you crazy too. Cause I've done that to myself. Yeah. I definitely done that. <laughs> I, there's a lot of artists who I look up to that, like, you know, I'm on their email list and some of them. And honestly, I, I would say that this isn't even like, I would just do this because I still do this. And I kind of like, I find that I get very useful information out of it. But if you like, if you have an artist that you really like, and they offer a free course, just sign up for the free course, you know, like it's free. Mm-hmm. And then if you really like the course, then you can like make that informed decision on if you want to continue to like pay to work more directly with the artists. But a lot of the times I find like I sign up for the free course and I go, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. And then I just like don't, you know, and that is like also like it's doing a service to like not only myself, but the artists that you want to potentially work with too. Because if you figure out that you don't want to work with an artist from taking their free course, it's better for them because now they have more opportunity to get their course out to the people that actually do want to work with and support them. So it's, it really is like anything like free resources that artists that you follow have. I definitely have a ton of of free resources. That's pretty much all I have (laughs) is like free stuff, like the, the community discord server. And this podcast is free to listen to like, just yeah. any anything that you can get for free, just take it. Except for maybe like t- email lists are kind of like pushy and annoying sometimes. So maybe like just be, I don't know, selective. That's that would be my advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just be like selective. take enough advice, but not enough to like drive yourself crazy. 
Speaking of advice, I'm going to ask you the final question. So I ask, I ask everybody this because I just think it's really important. It's interesting to hear what people would say. So if you could like go back in time, what advice would you give your younger self regarding your art career? And people always say, well, I don't want to do that because like back to the future. It's not like that. <laughs> just like if you could like for your own peace of mind, like talk to your younger self and like give yourself advice regarding your career as an artist is is there anything that you would you would say to them I would tell her just to stop at her associate's degree and I would tell her to focus more on building social media and finding different mentors from a younger age yes I think I would that's something I would say I have like Everything, everybody, everybody says, I'm like, ooh, that's good. And I write it down as if I'm going to like find a time machine tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's tough when you're young too, because I feel like you're so much more impressionable. Yeah. And you, you know, when you're younger, you take other opinions more serious compared to being older now. I mean, I'm 28, so... Yeah, I feel like that's a big thing for me. I and it's like I feel like I'm at such a weird age because to a lot of people I'm really young, but also people speak to me and they don't realize how old I am too. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's weird cuz I feel like I don't know, like sometimes people look at me and they think I'm younger. Than I am I had somebody hating on me on TikTok the other day because they were like you're like you you couldn't be more than a junior in high school and I was like <laughs> I'm a whole adult but Name. then you have people like when they have like a conversation with you and they sit down and they see your demeanor and like the way that you present yourself and they're like there's no way that you're younger than you know at least 30 and <laughs> I've had people say that to me too so I feel like I don't know maybe it's just my face I could be an, a really old person or I could be also like like 18. <laughs> yeah, so. no, that's me. I have a baby face. People think that I'm like so much younger. They're like, oh, you're like in your early 20s. I'm like, no, I'm almost 30. I'm only two years away. Like, <laughs> you yeah, know, and I think it doesn't help to like a mm-hmm. lot of my closest friends are older than me. <laughs> So it's hard. Like most of my most of my friends are 28 to like 34. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the range. And then I'm yeah. significantly num- younger. And I don't know how that happened. No, I'm I'm the same way. I have a lot of friends in my 30s. And it, I even have two that are in their 40s. Like yeah. it's I just like I feel like I'm time like we're timeless, you know, mm-hmm. timeless because I don't really I don't know. I don't really age isn't something because some people like hype it up and they're like, oh, like age is is like so like if you're this age, you're one way. And if you're this age you're another way, but it's really mm-hmm. like it really does depend on the person like I, you know, because like. I don't know. I don't really think like if I'm like talking to someone and I'm networking, I don't think to ask them how old they are. But also like Mm -hmm. as an artist, like as somebody who worked in corporate, that's like the first thing everybody asked me when I worked in corporate, because people when I when I started working in corporate, I was 19 years old. So I was super young 
And I like people just did not like the that was the first thing out of their mouth was like, so how old are you? Because you look like a child. And then you have to be like, well, I am. And it's like frustrating because then people as immediately like they hear that you're 19, they want to write you off and they don't want to treat you like you know what you're doing and it's like Mm -hmm. age is like age is so frustrating I wish that time didn't exist that would be better for me I think like they I feel like they just don't take you seriously either and that's Mm -hmm. like I'm a business lady it's like okay yeah you look so young there's no way that's possible it's like yeah yeah no it's possible like I'm right here (laughs) yeah and like that's the thing people want to write you off too before they even know how old you are and people like Mm -hmm. I've met so many people who look either like like a lot of people especially look deceptively younger than they actually are too like Mm -hmm. I have I have a lot of friends who are in like their 30s and they look like they are probably still like in like college age like like undergraduate age Mm -hmm. so it's just like it's crazy but yeah we are over time I keep getting Uh, this was a really good episode Brie thank you so much though for coming on thank you I know I have to get used to doing like more podcasts and I'm like I lost my voice last week so it's like not like all the way how I normally sound right now so I'm like no you'll have to come back for a part two because like we only did like half of the questions so We'll have yeah. to do, a, do another episode because I had a lot of fun. I think this is really gonna, this is a good one. <laughs> Yay, me too. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Go ahead. I'm going to leave the floor to you. Do your self promo. As always, like these links will be in the episode description for easy access for anybody who wants to check them out. But yeah, go ahead and plug your stuff. All right. So my photography Instagram is B-R-I-E underscore Marie, M-A-R-I-E underscore photography. And then my photography website is brianvalentino.com. My abstract painting is Brianne, B-R-I-A-N-N-E, Valentino Studio. That's my Instagram. And then my website is the same thing, brianvalentinostudio.com. And I am open to traveling all over for photography clients. That's definitely one of my dreams. And if anybody needs any cool abstract paintings, I take commissions as well. And I have a bunch listed on my website. All right. Awesome. Is there anything that you wanted to add before we hop off? That I love your podcast. (gasps) Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. I enjoyed it. I'm excited to do a part two. I definitely, I like, I got to write that down. I need to like go back through and make a list of everybody who needs a part two. Cause there's a few people and I am a little bit behind on, well, not a little bit behind. I say I'm behind and I'm like six weeks, but like normally I'm like three weeks or not three weeks, three months ahead on recordings. Like right now being six weeks, I'm like, Ooh, this is tight but thank you so much again for coming on i'm excited to to do a part two this was awesome thank you yes and as always everybody listening if you could five stars on spotify and apple podcast really helps us out we also have merch on my website kate merriman shop 
And we have a free community Discord server for people who listen to the podcasts, a bunch of artists. As of right now, there's 200 of us. I cannot freaking believe that. <laughs> there's 200 people on the server. But yeah, if, if you want to like network with other artists, that's a great place to do so. And it's free. And all of these links, are, as always, are in the description of the episode. But yeah, thank you again, Brie, for coming on. And thanks to everybody who li- is listening and made it this far. And I will see all of you guys next Tuesday. Bye, everyone. Bye.